It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor West Lotus, the only Survivor podcast, and there's nothing else you can say about it. Uh, there's no other Survivor podcasts, and this is the only one you need to listen to. My name is Jake Shandell. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how you doing today on the only Survivor podcast? Hey, I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited because uh, nobody likes you when you're 44. Survivor 44. Survivor's back. Survivor's and back, and it's 44 we have years some, old. And, and it's 44 years old, and we have some competition because uh, Jeff Probst is doing podcasts now. You're kidding me. What is, he, what is it called? Um, man, that's a good question. What is it called? It's called On Fire. Is that what it's called? It's called On Fire with Jeff Probst. Do you get it? Because fire represents your life, and in this game, fire represents your life. Yeah, well, guess what? Uh, we're snuffing out his damn torch. Yeah, Stay we're coming after lane. Jeff Probst. Up Probst. <laughs> you know what? In his show, he, uh, did you listen to it? No. Of course not. Why would you? The only Survivor podcast. I do not acknowledge that. I don't. Exa- I don't acknowledge that it's a podcast about Survivor. Yeah, we're the tribal chief of Survivor podcasts. Roman Reigns is saying it, so you have to acknowledge us, Jeff Probst. That's right. Did you know on his show? I did listen to it, and at no point did he even ask if the other people on the show watched Survivor. He just assumes they did. That's like, such bullshit. How are you even going to know if they did or not if you don't ask them? Yeah, it's the most important part of any Survivor podcast. Speaking of which, Thomas, did you watch Survivor 44 last night? I sure did, Jake. Uh, and wow, what a start to the season. What a start to the season it was. A very exciting first episode. Could it be the most exciting first episode of any season ever? It's one of the most eventful that we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, this week's episode was called I Can't Wait to See Jeff. What do you think of that episode title? All right, let's calm down <laughs> with the Jeff stuff. Okay, like we're all excited to see Jeff, but I think Jeff, you should be nervous to see Jeff. He should yes. be disapproving of you. Uh, yeah, or just like have watched Survivor in the run up to this season like we did. We watched all of Panama and it was really fun because we got to see Jeff every week. Two times a week, even sometimes. And yeah, I don't know why I, you I'm do used that. to seeing Jeff act like you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's just like a guy. It's like seeing a celebrity in real life. It's like, oh, you're just a person. He's just a guy. And you should be like, you should be really dismissive to him and it's try like, oh, to make him seek your approval. You're are you? You must be Jeff. Uh, when I went to get uh, an x-ray today, not today, this week, uh, the... It was, I came in on a crutch, right? And as I was sitting down to the x-ray bed, whatever it's called, uh, the technician went to, like, reach down to grab my crutch as I was putting it on the ground. But I thought he was going to shake my hand, so I shook his hand. <laughs> That's so good when you do something like that, and you're like... <laughs> There's no way to get out of it that's not weird. I was just like, you know what? The only option here is to be completely honest. I said, I didn't know which one you were going for. I understand now it wasn't this. And then he you know laughed what? That's and told me my x-rays were good. That's yeah. about as gracefully as you can exit that situation. 
It's like, I realize I fucked up. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Um, that had something to do with what we were just talking about. Oh, I acted like I had been there before, which is how you should act when you see Jeff Probst. Act like I was when I saw the x-ray technician yeah. accidentally shake his hand. Yeah, you didn't see Jay going around being like, I've had x-rays before. This is not a big deal. Yeah, you've actually x-rayed me before, uh, which is why I thought you were going to shake my hand. Because you do you remember me, and I'm on one of your favorite patients, actually. That's really important to me. Is it important to you to be that one you're of one your of favorite? The fa- yeah, I'm like one of the when, cool patients, not like those other patients. I'm different. I uh, I always want to be my therapist's favorite. I always want to be my every doctor's favorite. I want to be every doctor's favorite. Do you think you're the favorite patient of any doctor you've ever seen? Probably, yeah. I think it's probably not even close. Yeah. And the, that's probably just because you're billed different, though. I am. So everyone at my dentist's office does really seem to love me. So that's, you know, I'm like a super, I'm a rock star when I come in there. That's I went nice. and got um, uh, my six month uh, scheduled uh, teeth cleaning. And uh, the hygienist that I've had a few other times who wasn't doing it came in to say hi to me. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's nice. That's a really nice feeling. Uh, what's your doctor's name? Can we dox them? No. Your dentist's name? Okay. That's private. I, Our, that's, my dentist's name, my dentist is a friend of ours from high school. <laughs> you can guess who it is. Oh, that's fun. Um, my dentist growing up was, um, their name was Dr. Smiley. It was a husband and wife. They were both named Dr. Smiley. And that was their that's real given name. some good branding. That's my favorite fact about my childhood. When and you're I in Michigan, have you I ever can. seen... Have you ever seen the billboards for that dentist who looks super creepy that are like, it's nice here. This is a cool dentist. I don't think so. I don't think I've seen these billboards. They're billboards. Yeah, you you see them around uh, like West and Central Michigan. Okay. next time I come up, I'll keep an eye out. We have a lot of injury lawyer billboards, especially in like the strip of highway between Illinois and Michigan, whatever that's called. Um, and it's, there's this one injury lawyer who's a, a particularly old man. He looks so happy to be on this billboard. And he has a really old, cool, old school fedora that always matches oh, the suit he's wearing. I think his name is Allen or something, but like a I just DM'd you. Uh, I found a picture of the billboard. I just DM'd it to oh, you. okay. Let me log on to my favorite website, Twitter.com. He's on the east side of the, like, central east side of the state. If you're around Lansing, you'll almost always see these, because the billboard says Mm. Charlotte Lansing Milford. Milford is over, uh, that's where my mom is from. That's over uh, in between Ann Arbor and Detroit. Uh, Milford Manor. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. I watched... uh, several episodes of of milford manor and uh let me tell you i i do not care for that dr west okay so they were voted number one office in michigan by their own staff (laughs) yeah how many other other offices are they going into just that one (laughs) one of one uh, speaking of one of one, there is only one, and that is Carolyn. What did you think of starting the season off with this candid interview with Carolyn? 
Um, sure, yeah, fine. Wow, I thought it was great. I loved it. I'm a big Carolyn fan already. You might have guessed. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, so we meet everybody. Carson's a big nerd. Sam uh, is excited, uh, and uh, everyone is excited to see Jeff. Can't wait to see Jeff. Act like you've been there before, like the x-ray technician I had seen. Yeah, come on. Jeff then gives a summary of the game of Survivor and talks to everybody on this cast. I did appreciate Jeff giving a summary of the game of Survivor. He was like, yeah, what if you are watching for the first time? Jeff is acting like we haven't been here before. We have been here before. It's frankly disrespectful. Uh, MGM tells us that his anxiety is on fleek. And then Jeff tells them that he's going to burst them into the game. I didn't like this phrasing from Jeff. Yeah, that's... Between that and uh, the... What was the phrasing that he used? Uh, Like, allocating love or whatever? Oh, yeah. What a gross man. Yeah, disgusting. I just watched watched the movie Tar yesterday. I don't know if you've Mm. seen that yet. I have seen it, yes. Uh, and I think that Jeff should be canceled like Lydia Tarr. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Jeff should be uh, hosting uh, Survivor in Thailand at the end. There is actually uh, Survivor Thailand. There's I know, a Survivor yeah, I know, Thailand. but I'm saying this is not, he's not hosting the American version in Thailand. He's hosting the Thai Like American Idol Canada. Yeah, or, yeah. Or American Idol Britain. He's doing Survivor Thailand. Um... Okay, so they do a reward challenge, and they have to collect puzzle pieces and rings from a big post. What did you think of that? Uh, this. What did you think of this challenge in concept? I liked it conceptually, um, and in execution, I really liked that they had to flip the ring over it at the end. Yeah, between that and the beginning of the challenge, though, um, Bruce hits his head real hard on the first obstacle. I think he said it's the second obstacle, actually. But still, uh, this felt like a mistake by production to make an obstacle that allows that could allow this to happen. This is what, like two of the last three seasons that they've had a challenge like that, because they had the one two uh, seasons ago where everybody completely exhausted themselves in the water and was like, couldn't finish it because of the. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. What was Where, this? like, only Jonathan's team was able to even finish it because oh, yeah, he was because able Jonathan to power through it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I kind of remember that. Um, yeah, they, 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 I'm worried that production is doing bad. Because remember also a few seasons ago when... They were on a boat and hit a wave too hard coming back from a challenge and somebody had to leave the game because they hurt their spine so bad. Yeah, I mean, between this and the, and the challenge, uh, getting a little negligent with the design of these. Yeah. Uh, Jeff calls in medical uh, and they tell him Bruce is a OK. Don't even worry about it. He can still be a part of this game. Survivor. That was one of those things where I was like, he definitely got a concussion, right? Yeah. Like, that's got to be what it is. <laughs> It was like an example of what a concussion looks like in sports uh, medicine class. You know sports medicine class? Yeah, I'm familiar. There you go. 
if if this happens, and then it's a picture of Bruce's bloody head, it's a concussion. That's what they say. Yeah, that's that's the the main standard. So they restart the challenge, and Tiga gets the puzzle first. But Soka wins, meaning Ratatouille takes second. Tika gets Tika gets the puzzle first, but Soka wins and Ratatouille takes second. Yes, that is what happened. Remember on the show Survivor when Tika got the puzzle first, but Soka wins. I, and I do remember that. Takes second. Good challenge, except for the concussion that happened. What's with this concussion in the game? The football game? The NFL? What is this? The NFL? CBS on. What is this, the movie Concussion, starring Will Smith? Mm. Did you see the Chris Rock special last night? Uh, no, but I saw the clip of him talking about it. And, like, frankly, I would have, I, I would hope he would have a better sense of humor about how funny the whole thing was. But, nope, wrong. Yeah, Chris Rock, unfunny guy. We can all agree. Um, so, we uh, go off to the Soka tribe, and we learn that Matt recently went through a breakup. You know, points for Matt already as a hero. Uh, they all introduce themselves to each other. Uh, we find Josh, Franny, and Claire walking through the jungle and finding a bag in a cage. What do you think of this bag in the cage twist? Um, I think it's an interesting wrinkle for this because mm-hmm. it's unclear what it's supposed to be. And uh, I kind of like it as like a way to throw the the tribe dynamic off. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting to have the idol be public in this way. I don't like it makes it much harder to like go. it, It actually it makes it easier to go look for the key for it, I guess, or to look for the idol because it. People aren't sure whether it's a team thing or not. And also, it's really obvious, like, you know if somebody's taken it. So it's not like somebody can secretly have one. If that bag is gone, you know that somebody's taken something out of it. And that's I think that's what's fun about it. I think what makes it less fun is hiding the key as if it were an idol. Because then everybody's just hunting for the key, as we saw in this episode. As it like they would otherwise for an idol, I think you should just give the key or give like f- you know six keys to the six people on the tribe and be like, "Here's a key for you, and then the first person who feels like they need to grab it grabs it, and then it's like, "Well, who grabbed it? That's the question instead yeah i don't uh, know it, it, it's one of those things where i think that there's probably not a perfect way to do it i'm going to come right out and say i don't think we're going to see this again oh really well i think this is going to be a one and done hmm interesting they do love to throw uh twists on things at us and be like hey well let's see what's <laughs> see what sticks and I, I don't hate it honestly it's kind of fun it's and fine. like random and that's fun uh, the Ratatouille tribe decides between Sweat and Savvy. Brandon and MGM pick the Sweat Challenge, and they have to pull a bunch of coconuts. And they thought it was going to be easy. These idiots. Like, they've never even watched the show Survivor. 
I do like when a, a tribe is very open and honest about their puzzle solving ability where everyone was just like, that's not going to work. There's no <laughs> way we should do that. Yeah. Uh, over on Tika, Carson and Helen are elected to do the savvy challenge. And they, they correctly guess that it's the number 18. What was it? Two globes in each other? Spheres? You know, you all watched the show. You know what it was. You don't need me to tell you. Well, it's not our job to educate you about. First of all, Google is The show free. Survivor. Have you ever heard of Google? Yeah. Google cbs.com slash Survivor, and it'll bring you right there. Uh, they find their advantage cage. Uh, it's spooky over there, too. Like, we knew it was going to be an idol, right? Did you know it was going to be an idol, or is that something they promoted and you didn't hear about? I wasn't 100% sure. I had a feeling that that's what it was going to be, but I, I wasn't sure whether it was a group thing or not. Mm. What about, in the future, six cages for six idols? Too many. Too many idols. Wait, 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 wait. And... There's six people on the tribe. And everyone gets a key. And each key only opens one of the cages. So everybody can get a cage. Or an idol, whatever you call it. If they choose to. That would be a wrinkle, Jeffrey. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) Uh, so over on the Ratatouille tribe, it's hard. Hmm. Don't know what that means. It's all. What, yeah. What do you mean by that? It's hard. Survivor. They're all listening to the album. It's hard by the who. Yeah. The rest find their cage, but care more about preparing camp. Will Brandon and MGM do the coconut challenge? Good stuff. I like this tribe overall. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like all the tribes, to be honest. Yeah. Brandon and MGM agreed they are committed to each other, and they finished the coconut challenge. Oh, I think that's probably what that, that note meant. Oh, it's yeah, hard, the, the it definitely challenge. is difficult to do the coconut challenge. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't have signed up for Survivor. Maybe you should have been on Big Brother if it's too hard. No, it's, you know, they got it done. I think that's a fun thing to have it, you know. You're kind of immediately forming a little bit of an alliance by having two people do it together, because after you accomplish something like that, it's like, all right, well, we've uh, we've been through something. It's uh, time for us to work together. Yeah, I honestly I I don't hate it as a as a staple, a new staple of the show. I yeah, I'm I'm fine with them keeping that. I think it's uh, a, a fun part of the show. Uh, Yam Yam builds the fire and he says that humidity is no problem for him over on the Tika tribe. I liked this. Um, I like Yam Yam. Yeah, I do too. I, that is definitely an advantage is I, I like him being like the humidity sucks, but I'm used to it sucking. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they all talk about how they got into the show. Don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Who gives a shit? We all watch Survivor. Shut up. <laughs> Carson reveals he's never dated anyone and that he gained 30 pounds to come on the show. Two wild revelations from Carson in as many seconds. Was it that wild? I wasn't that surprised to hear that from him. Um, yeah, I guess not. (laughs) 
the 30 pounds is one thing because like and he does not I, look like somebody smart who put of, on 30 pounds no he doesn't but like smart of him to do that yeah uh, oh, heading yeah. into the show and uh somebody I, somebody on the tribe called him uh tom holland spider-man which i thought was funny mm-hmm. but he i think i would more compare it to in uh the the first toby Maguire spider-man when he wakes up and he's ripped yeah yeah it's a great scene. Great movie. Love. Yeah. Spider-Man. And then Carson also uh, took his took his glasses off and he could see perfectly. And then he put him back yeah. on and it was blurry. I have super. I have Survivor Man powers. I was bit by a radioactive Jeff Probst. And now I can hold tribal council. Jeff Jeff Probst spraying you with uh, sleeping gas and going sleep. <laughs> I wonder. I want. I would be interested to ask these big old nerds who end up on the show. Would you rather? Be a contestant. Pretend you've never been on the show. Would you rather be a contestant on Survivor or take over for Jeff Probst? See how many of them would rather take over for Jeff Probst. Taking over for Jeff Probst would be a difficult, you know, difficult job because people, you know, it's like replacing Alex Trebek. People are going to be very judgmental about it. But in terms of like future earnings, that's. Uh, you know, you'll be making, you'll be clearing a million dollars each season just by hosting it. So it well, seems yeah, like a no brainer to me. If you invest your money, right, you can be making that hand over fist. No problem. After you win the money. But you could also just invest the money that you get from hosting the show. Yeah, but. And it would still be more money. If you go on the show, it's only 26 days. And if you're Jeff Probst, that's year round, baby. There's no days off for Mr. Jeff Probst. <laughs> they call him Mr. No Days Off. Mm-hmm. So Heidi gets fired for the Soka tribe. Matt and Franny have a good vibe together. What do you think of Matt and Franny together? I'm calling them the Dork Squad, and I'm a big fan of them as a team working together. Hmm. Not just the team working together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, they they implied next episode. It was pretty obvious that there was some chemistry there romantically, yeah. but uh, but yeah, the Dork Squad. I'm interested to see where they go. Uh, yeah, they're good. I like both of them a lot. I'm excited to see them smooch. You know, I love watching folks smooch. I don't care about that. I'm interested to see how they play as a team. I've been rewatching Are You the One with Are You L? Are You Well? That's my wife's <laughs> name, Are You Well? Are You the L? Uh, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what. Oh, speaking of the L, the Chicago stuff, uh, Lori Lightfoot took the L in that she lost her bid for re-election. Bozo smoking on that Lori Lightfoot pack. <laughs> Double L's. She should have. Yeah, whatever. She should have lost originally, but yeah, it's um the the runoff is um uh Brandon it's a Rick Johnson. something who's like a shithead, and then Brandon Johnson who's the one that you would actually want. Paul Vallis is the Paul shithead. Vallis. He ran Paul Chicago Vallis, pu- more like she ran Chicago public schools in the nineties. Which we can all agree, best time for Chicago and schooling. Uh, yeah, I think uh, people do not fondly recall his tenure. And then there's Brandon Johnson, who is endorsed by the current modern CTU, which again, my wife Rul is uh, the uh, is a member of. Um, More like, are you the W with that endorsement? Yeah, there we go. CTW, the Chicago Teachers Union Union. That's the union within the union. Chicago teachers union. <laughs> That's a season of Are You the One where they uh, <laughs> only have teachers. Uh, honestly, I'd watch that. That sounds really cute and wholesome. 
what were we talking about? Are you the one? I don't think so. My wife? I don't think so. Um, Thomas, please remind me. Where, how did we get on this tangent? Um, we were talking about uh, the Dork Squad. The Dork Squad, yes. So we're, we are re-watching, Ariel and I are re-watching old seasons of Are You the One? And it's great. Lots of smoochie. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm looking forward to Matt and Smanny. Matt and M- Franny. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm really looking forward to Matt and Franny smooching. Jake, I'm going to ask you this. Has there ever been a good Survivor romance? The answer is no. Are you kidding me? Are it's you kidding always me? a really annoying thing. They Are always get really annoying me? with their alliances. Re- Survivor invented reality TV showmances that work. Have you ever heard of Boston Rob and Boston Amber? Is there another one that has ever worked? Figtails. What? They were together on the show for like two weeks. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, um. There have been plenty of showmances on Survivor that have worked out. They, yep. Yeah, and you can only think of one of them. Yeah, Boston Robin, Boston Amber. <laughs> uh, okay. What about um, Matt? Matt and Andrea from Redemption Island. Have I seen that season? No. What about okay, John? What about John? That means nothing to me. What about John and Jacqueline from San Juan del Survivor? That one didn't last very long, if I remember correctly. They literally got married. <laughs> How long was it actually on the show, though? Did they get Did they get together the after the show? The entire time. No, they got together before the show, and they're still together to this day. That seems like cheating for them to get together before the show. They're not cheating. They love each other very much. They no, would not never... cheating on it. You know what I meant. Okay. Greg and Jen from Palau. Jamie yeah, and I, I, Jamie. I don't think there is that much going on there. Jamie and Eric from China. I haven't seen that one. Candace and John from the first Blood versus Water. That's a similar situation. Uh, what, Thomas, what about Coach and Jerry on Heroes vs. Villains? Oh, of course, yeah. Who could forget that timeless romance? Oh, and we'll, we'll be watching this one shortly. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye out for it. Uh, James and Parvati in Micronesia. Also, Amanda and Ozzy in Micronesia. A lot of, uh, uh-huh. a lot of smooching on... Micronesia, can't wait for that season. What about Greg and Colleen in Survivor Borneo? I don't remember that happening at all. They kind of had a flirtatious relationship, but it was more like like a sibling bickering kind of thing than a romantic thing. But you know how, you know, Survivor likes to confuse the two. Um, so that was from Screen Rant. Not a very good list, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like more often than not, it just ends up with people working together in an annoying way. Goldderby.com. Here we go. I can't believe I forgot. Jerry and Colby, of course. Everyone agrees. Very good, healthy, not at all toxic relationship. Um, Robin Amber, of course. Jeff and Kim, apparently in season 10. Candace and Adam. Amanda and Ozzy. Whitney and Keith in South Pacific. Fig Tales, which we already talked about. Jessica and Cole in Triple H. It's time to play the game. Remember them? 
I choose. I I don't remember that at all. I remember as little about Triple H as possible. What about CBS? Also, like Figtails is such a bad example of it because they were very annoying on the show. Okay, but that doesn't mean they're not in love. Annoying people can love each other too. They weren't. Didn't Figgy like co- openly come out and be like, "Yes, I was using him." Yeah, well, you know, who watches the reunion? <laughs> <laughs> what about your, from your favorite season, Ghost Island, Seabass and Jenna? I don't remember that one. Well, I think they continued to uh, date after the show. Um, and plenty of other people as well. Uh, did a couple from David Michelle versus- and Wendell, that one went really well. That didn't happen on the show. That was post-show. <laughs> it it kind of did. The fallout of it happened on, uh, on Winners at War, though. Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, honestly, they weren't even like a showman. They were, like Wendell even said, they just kind of kicked it. What, none of the showmances were more serious than that, except for Rob the ones where they Amber got married. literally got married and had several yeah, okay. children. How, like, Jake, like two of the ones that were on the list that you mentioned were more serious than that. Okay, what's your point? Did you, well, then why is that evaluated by a different criteria than, like, Figtails? Figtails was a hundred years ago. This is all about Matt and Franny, <laughs> the dork squad. We're the rooting for the dork squad. I don't care. We're supposed to be talking about the dork squad. You are moving. You're moving the goalposts. You can't stop talking about Smoochin. I, I was trying Smoochin. to just talk about the dork squad. You brought it up. I was responding to you. How would, how are you going to feel when the dork squad smooches? Fine. I don't. I don't really care that much about that part of it. I think that they are going to be interesting as uh, a gameplay alliance. Okay. I think they're going to be both gameplay savvy and smooch savvy. I don't care about that. Okay. Bruce is being weirdly quiet at the Tika beach and then gets up from camp and walks away. Felt bad. Felt like a really bad situation. It wasn't good. What if he walked into the jungle and they just never saw him again? Pretty bad for production. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was not great. (laughs) Pretty bad scene. Did you like when Jeff was like, you are the the strongest person of all time. I love you, Bruce. Yeah, he really did. Uh, The doctor returns and pulls him from the game. Did you know Jeff Probst announced on his podcast, and it's not even a Survivor podcast. It's a let's stroke Jeff Probst's ego. It's a Jeff Probst podcast. It's a Jeff Probst podcast. And sure, this one we talk about Jeff Probst too, but that's only because this is the only Survivor podcast. Um... Jeff Probe said Bruce could come back anytime to play again. It Yeah, it'd be nice if they bring him back. He seems like he's a huge fan of the show, so it would be a real yeah. bummer to, to leave that way. He, and uh, it felt like a lot of people were really excited to see him play. So looking forward to 45 or 46 or 7 or 8. 49 even. Hey, maybe even 50. Survivor Legends. Bruce from Survivor 44. Legendarily got a concussion day one. Could never play again. Concussed legend. <laughs> we stand a concussed legend. <laughs> yeah. On the Ratatouille tribe, MGM is having a lot of fun. He loves his mom and his son and his husband. And he said he didn't want a midlife crisis. He wanted a midlife adventure. 
So he goes climbing on the big rock in the ocean and falls very hard, breaking his arm. Or no, he didn't break his arm. He dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> dislocated his shoulder. This is the second straight season where that's happened, right? Is it? Who dislocated didn't, at the this? beginning of last season, didn't somebody dislocate his shoulder? Ooh. Didn't uh, Daniel... Uh, oh, what was his last name? Strunk. Yeah, Daniel Strunk. Didn't he dislocate his shoulder in yeah. the first episode also? Yeah, I think he did. Because he was, you know, playing too hard. Um, I don't remember what Strunk was doing that that happened. Oh, was I think it they was, were just doing a challenge and he yeah. just like slipped and fell on his shoulder, which is I mean, that's a normal way to dislocate your shoulder. Yeah. Unlike uh, what I'm jammed did. Very not normal. It's the new normal, actually falling off rocks. On uh, the Tiki tribe, Helen, Sarah and Carson make an alliance. Carolyn feels like no one is talking to her. Uh, Carolyn is this season's Nora. It seems like, and I'm very excited to see She compared her. herself to Nora, didn't she? Oh, that's right. She did, yes. I forgot about that. Um, then a boat arrives to pick somebody up for the journey. We're doing this again. Are you excited? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Sarah goes for Tika, Matt goes for Soka, and Lauren goes for Ratatouille. After they draw rocks, she tells us that she's the one who put the rocks together, so she knew which one would win. I like that. I, like I liked that Matt's reaction to drawing the short uh, stick, too, where he was just like, oh, right. Oh, I guess that one is shorter. <laughs> uh, Ratatouille goes looking for the key for the cage. Brandon finds something but tries to hide it for Maddie, who sees him. The, well, come on, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, as we're saying here in Chicago these days. Yeah, I think he did do the right thing in real life. Like, it would have been worse for him if he had... Pretended that he didn't get anything. Yeah. She already had, had figured him out. So yeah, I, I suppose I don't know. Because uh, she would have gone to everyone and been like, "Brandon found something. He's trying to hide it." Yeah, he could have just come clean immediately, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I. The thing with it, I think it's there, especially because the whole tribe was looking for the key. I think they were in a really tough spot where I don't know that there was a better. I don't know that there was any better way for him to do it than the way that he did because everyone knew people were looking for the key and I don't know how you would have been able to open it with no one noticing uh, you 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 don't you just tell the person you're looking with in his case Maddie and then they form an alliance and I get that but like everyone would have known it would have been so hard to keep that under wraps because you have to go up to the cage and open it with no one else noticing you. That's the peril of the cage. That's the worry. That's the concern. The concern. And of they the also cage. don't know whether it's a group thing or not. So if you go do it surreptitiously and it ends up being a group reward, then you look like a weird fucking idiot. Yeah. And you have to tell everyone. And that's the peril of the cage. The concern of the cage. The. Uh, I'm trying to think of other synonyms for either of those words. And I, you know, I'm no AI. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, I think I, I think one of the reasons they're not going to bring it back is it's really, really hard. It's too hard to do it. Like the risk mm. is too big. It's too hard to pull off properly. And uh, I mean, it, it ended up making for a pretty interesting tribal council this this week. But yeah, I just don't. I don't see it sticking around. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the other tribes. Um, I, I, I'm willing to to see where it goes. Uh, I think it could be fun. 
don't know. It, it, it resulted in one uh, momentous at Tribal Council, so I think Jeff is probably high on it. Um, Maddie suggests they look at the cage in secret, which is what I was saying, so maybe I'd get voted out too. Which then, that makes Brandon not trust her, even though that's what he was trying to do initially. <laughs> yeah, but he chose not to. <laughs> they open the cage and find an idol and a dummy idol. How about that for something? Again, the dummy idol might be interesting. I guess maybe what the dummy idol would do is if you don't read it in front of everybody, you could give the dummy idol to somebody else. Or I don't know. It's like yeah. That's the thing is like it just doesn't. Maybe you could put it in their bag or like, yeah, it's just hard to. There's no clear way that that's going to work. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. Um, on the journey, Matt says his anxiety is on fleek. Everybody's anxiety is on fleek. I mean, have it's you, crazy how often that comes up. Have you been anxious before? There's no other way to describe it. Uh, they have to pull from a bag. They either lose their vote or win an advantage. Sarah pulls lose your vote, and then she wins the inheritance advantage. What did you think of the inheritance advantage? Uh, I like it. I think I'm going to like it as well, once it finally gets played. Apparently, it gets played before the votes are read and all the advantages are played. So, that's something to think about. Uh, Matt pulls the no vote twice, and Lauren pulls the bank your vote advantage. This advantage, I like a lot, too. I do, too. It's Well, it's set up perfectly for you to come back because you can go, oh, I lost my vote for this uh, tribal council, and then you'll have two for later. Yeah, but what if... Somebody says, why don't you show us the note then? Well, that's the one problem. If a certain venture capitalist tells (laughs) one of your teammates that that might hurt you. What? Okay, so I was looking this up uh, before the premiere. What does a venture capitalist do? Like, well, Jake, venture capitalists invest in various things and... uh, so they do things as ridiculous as her description of talking to someone for 30 minutes to give them uh, millions of dollars to start a company, which is a normal, cool way to do that. Or the other favorite thing of venture capital is to uh, buy up companies and strip them for parts, mm. which is what happened to, to a lot of uh, newspapers and media outlets uh, where they, even if they're profitable, they uh, determine that it's more profitable. It's what happened to Toys R Us and Sears as well. Um but they determine it's more profitable to destroy them rather than just keep them operational. Yeah. If you can't destroy them, join them. And if you can't, if you can't join them, destroy them anyway. This is America. Yeah. Uh, uh, venture capital them. is fucking evil. And I will never respect this one. <laughs> <laughs> my, my question still stands, though. What do you do in a day? <laughs> like uh, Hustle. Oh, you're, do, you're, yeah. you're out there grinding. Yeah. Well, she's got one of the three, at least. Uh, She'll never get the third from you, though. Sorry. The respect? No. Uh, Or the loyalty. mm. Uh, Loyalty to Jeff Probst and Jeff Probst only. You know, actually, I was thinking this week, uh, you know, people are always like, who would take over for Jeff Probst after he retires? John Cena. John Cena would be a good choice. I was actually thinking, though, Cammy Crawford would be really good. She is so invested in these kids on Are You the One? I can imagine her running to tribal council and be like, that doesn't make any sense. 
and she's like questioning them. Uh, rather than be like, compare um, tribal council to stripping a company for for parts. And then she's like, oh, this is like a million. Who's gonna vote for her in the final tribal? Who cares? Uh, Soka, Matt tells them 90% of the truth. Tika, Sarah tells them that she lost her vote. And Ratatouille, Lauren tells them what the advantage was, but claims that she lost her vote. Um, yeah, good. Good stuff all around. Very proud of everyone. How did you, how do you think everybody did? Coming back with their lies. Um... I don't know. Fine. They did fine. Great. At the immunity challenge, Jeff announces that Bruce is fine. Ooh, so happy. Uh, they have to push a boat into the water, collect a chest, and then release a slide puzzle. Did you uh, see this idol? What about it? That doesn't answer my question. Did you see it? Yes. What is it? I don't. I saw it. I wasn't really paying close attention to it. Well, there's two idols. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Okay. Well, there's, what are they? There's three tribes. So there's two idols. Uh, the idol is the two idols. I should say are a sword and a shield. Oh, like Pokemon. Yeah, just like Pokemon. Uh, yeah. The next season they're going to do uh, Ruby and uh, Emerald. Is that two other Pokemon games? Uh, Ruby Sapphire. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, uh, that's em- Emerald. Yeah, that's the that's next that's next season's immunity necklaces. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Claire asks MGM if she was show if he was shown anything from the journey. Oh, Claire, get out of here. You know. Brandon has to sit Stop down. Stop fucking things up for my for the person I picked. <laughs> Brandon, you don't even go here. <laughs> exactly. Brandon has to sit down, and Jeff calls medical again. And Brandon is prescribed some sit in the shade. I, People were dropping left and right this episode. This is a really chaotic one. This was like that episode of Co Wrong, but the fucking premiere makes me nervous for the rest of the season. Um, so Brandon can't complete the rest of this challenge, right? My question is, why didn't they just have MGM tag in? You know what? That's a great question. Like now you're, I feel like that's... You're down one extra person? Well, I think maybe if MGM hadn't dislocated his shoulder, they would have let him, but I think it's probably because he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, fair. That's fair. Uh, Soka wins. Tika takes second place. Uh, and Carolyn peed her pants. Forgot about that. Glad I wrote it down. Carolyn's fun. Didn't John Cena also pee? He's peed his pants before. Carolyn, basically John Cena. Carolyn's the John Cena of Survivor until John Cena goes on Survivor. Should we do an all wrestlers Survivor? Did we do this already? Oh, John Cena pooped himself. That's different. I, I think mean, Triple H mm, peed himself. Remember when? Oh, remember when Triple H uh, like peed himself in the jeans he was wearing that one time? A lot of wrestlers have pooped themselves. So I just want to say it's true. Um, I don't remember the Triple H P. Uh, I will. I will be looking it up though. Triple H pees himself in the jeans. Triple H pees on Survivor. That can't be right. Has Triple H ever been on Survivor? 
he's been on uh, the season Triple H. Oh, yeah, it is time to play the game. Um, okay, so I found it from EssentiallySports.com. Great name. I'm not going to read all This is a long article. I just want to see this man piss. You just see there's like a stain on it. Uh, Brock Lesnar has him up for an F5, and you can see that there's like a big pee spot on his... Um, on his jeans. Do you know where he got his pants? Triple H? Where did he get his pants? I, I think they're called calico cut pants. <laughs> it's not a little spot. It's not that. It's, it's not like a little extra came out. It's, <laughs> he's got. So on the Ratatouille tribe, MGM tells Brandon that Lauren lied to them. Oh, no. Uh, meanwhile, Maddie is targeting Brandon. And Jamie is thinking to play her shot in the dark because she's nervous. I d- apparently, there were, like, reasons for this. We just didn't get to see them. Um, Playing the shot in the dark the first week is fucking stupid, regardless of how it turns out for you. Unless you know that you're getting the most votes, there's no reason to do it. Well, what if you're nervous? You should probably just vote for somebody. Hmm. Maddie tries to convince Kane and then MGM to vote for... Brandon I, I didn't understand why she was coming after Brandon I think it was to try and If somebody's got an idol I get trying to catch them off guard You know Yeah, I suppose Get out ahead of them and, and get them before they can use it Sure, that makes sense I guess I just, you know Didn't work out Before we talk about that though We do have to discuss these wildlife shots Thomas, did you see we had dolphins, we had bird, we had snake, we had iguana, and we had a number of Roland's the Bat. What can you tell me about Roland the Bat and all of his siblings? Back better than ever. <laughs> What's he been up to since we've been in Fiji? You know, we, What we, hasn't he been up to? We went out to Panama, uh, saw some marsupials. He's uh, he's gotten really into frisbee golf. Tight. That's where he got all his friends, I'm sure. Yeah. So tribal council is medieval themed now. What do you think of that? It's uh, what do I think about what the season is? The season and tribal council specifically are uh, medieval themed. It's like knights and chess board and. Yeah, I think I would say it's more. Chess themed than medieval themed, but yeah, uh, that's you know Thomas, interesting. What are what are the idols? They're a sword and a shield. Mm. Are there swords and shields in chess? <laughs> there would be for the knights. Hmm. Yes, I, I guess if you if you have like a specific like really detailed set, but usually knights are just like guys. You know, they just look like guys with you know. Bits. They're little horsies. Yeah. Um, so I think actually, and maybe it's just because Jeff Probst said this, but it's medieval themed. What do you think of a medieval theme for Survivor, just generally? No, I think I like a chess theme better. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> Jamie says the vibe is tense. What is he, she talking about this podcast? Uh, MGM talks about making an easy vote. Honestly, I remember writing that down, and it was only because I hadn't taken any notes on this tribal council yet. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a it was a long tribal council that was not very interesting. Uh, Brandon says it's all about the way the snake is moving and who gets bit. Not a bad metaphor, honestly. As far as yeah, not bad at all. Modern day tribal council metaphors go. Uh, harkens back to season one, Sue Hawk, and it's funny. I'm excited. I'm excited for this to be a thing that Jeff references every tribal council from now on. Yeah. Who's the snake and who's getting bit? Uh, Jamie tells Jeff that Brandon has the idol. Uh, Jamie then tells them that she's going to play her shot in the dark. So much going on for the first week. Uh, We already mentioned the voting booth is a chessboard. Lauren banks her vote. Jamie and MGM both play their shots in the dark. Jamie's safe. MGM isn't. Brandon plays his idol. Brandon gets two votes and Maddie gets one vote. So Maddie's out. Really tough to get eliminated, only getting one vote. Um, it seemed like a no-brainer for Brandon to play that, because, yeah. like, the first week is going to be the one that you have the biggest target on you, and also, it's probably going to hurt you down the road, having an idol that everybody knows about, so you might as well just get rid of it. Yeah, what, are you going to hold on to it until the merge? Just hope you make it that far? It just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. Um, I am looking up the history of the hidden immunity because I believe that is the first successful play in quite a few years. Do you remember the last successful idol play? Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Um, what, uh, what do you, what do you think of Maddie leaving? Did you like her? I liked her okay. Um, you know, she took a big swing and it didn't work out. I think there's no shame in losing that way. Uh, yeah, agreed. And she probably wouldn't have lost if uh, the first ever shot in the dark success. You know, I mean, yeah. I th- it's kind of hard pill to swallow if you lose that way. But, you know, the odds were in her favor. It just didn't swing that way. Yeah. Um, it appears that there has not been a successful idol play until this season in the new era. The last successful idol play was in Winners at War. Wow. Yeah. Uh, not too uh, not too shabby, Brandon. Now uh, come be mayor, you know? As we're saying here in Chicago, let's go, Brandon. Have you heard that before? Yeah. <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing we're saying here in Chicago. They just made, yeah, they just invented yeah, it. Yeah, they just invented it for, uh, for mayor. Uh, so last week, of course, we had both had zero points. We made our predictions. You got a point for Lauren surviving on Ratatouille. I got a point for Kane surviving on that same tribe. Uh, the, the two rhymers, Danny and Franny, were both on Soka surviving. Helen and Yem Yem were on Tika. They both survived. You got a point for Ratatouille winning reward. We both got a point for predicting Flint would be the reward. So you are now at five points. I am at Four points. Are you happy? We're off to a great start. We really are. Um, okay, who is going to win the reward challenge next episode? That is a great question. Just real quick going back to the Survivor Wiki That's so fair. I can see who's on what tribe That's really again. Fair. I'm going to do the same thing. Otherwise, I'm just guessing at random. I'm going to say Soka is going to win reward. I I support that. I will say 
Hmm. I will say Tika wins reward. Okay. Who? No. What will this reward be? Uh, I'm going to say tools to build a shelter. I mean, it's got to be tools to build a shelter, right? Who's going to win immunity? Uh, I'll say uh, Ratatouille. I'll say Soka. And who is getting voted out? Uh, I'll say Carson. That's fair. I'm going to say Claire. No, I said Claire last time and it didn't happen. I just, you know, wishful thinking. I will say... Oh, boy. So many people. I'll say Jamie... Okay, well, you know, there, there we go. That's that's what's happening next week. Uh, you, of course, picked Panera. I picked Charmin for the product placement, if those ever happen. Man, it'll be so wild if Charmin comes back. Why? Have people stopped shitting? No, but just uh, if they bring it back, I hope they do it the same way, where there's a, a porta potty with a bunch of toilet paper in it. That you can get drunk and sleep in? Yes, exactly. Okay, Thomas, what about... Um, this show, speaking of Suri yeah, from Survivor, it's yeah, a show called The Traders. Yeah, Do you want to talk about The Traders? Let's go to Trader Joe. All that bad shit you eating is going to take a toll. They got some healthy food I would love for to talk you about The Traders. So this episode was called Life or Death Situation. Pretty fine title. Um, did you watch it? Yes, I the did. fourth episode. Uh, Suri feels like the other two's coach. The other two. Traitors. Traitors. Um, Andy calls themselves an introvert, and unlike Fessy, I actually believe them. Katie and Shelby survive over Azra to raise suspicion on Kyle. They're so good at this, the traitors. They say they theme... They are, yeah. Having uh, Suri to... To sort of direct everyone definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, the traitor's theme is chaos in the castle. I liked this. This was good. As for somebody who likes chaos and castles, this was great. Chaos Castle. Uh, did you know when we started this show that Suri was chosen to be a traitor? I did not. I hoped. Yeah. I didn't either. Uh, but I, I think it's, you know, as we already said, right choice. Uh, so thoughts on Alan Cummings outfit this week. He wore a blue beret with a gray and red striped suit, plaid suit. I think it was, uh, with a blue tie, black pocket square with white polka dots. Did he have a cape? Did he have a cape? Yeah, I think so. I think he did too. Yeah. Or at least like a very like billowy, uh, jacket, whatever. Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, it's great. Yeah, uh, he's Alan Cumming is out here. You can tell he was like, can I dress in a ridiculous way? And can I act super hammy all the time? And they were like, of course, yeah, that's what the whole like, show. Oh, is. You don't even need to pay me money to be on this. Uh, I found Kate wildly suspicious. Uh, Christian comes up with the idea to split their groups up so they can sow more chaos. Christian, love you, buddy. 
Uh, Stephanie tells a bunch of people about the note. Sari shows some other people the note. They go to a creepy carnival called It's Not Fair. This was great. I loved this. The Wheel of Destiny? What do you think? Love it. Yeah. Uh, they have to, um, you know, answer questions about each other and then answer questions based on the group's answer. This is basically the challenge that Sari won in Panama. So... This was exciting. The uh, yeah, n- nice little not a callback, but it felt like one because we yeah. watched that so recently. Uh, Cody and Ryan are boys, which is making Sari nervous. Kyle starts suspecting Sari, but Stephanie stands up for her. Great stuff. They confront Kate about the note at the round table, and she tells them the truth, but no one believes her. And they confront Michael about being Michael. They really hate Michael. It's true. Um, you can't deny it. And then who did they vote out? I honestly don't remember. I, I also didn't write down what they what they wrote. I want to. S- well, don't they usually wait till the next episode? Mm, I don't think so. I think they announced at the end because I remember them being like, "I am so excited." You were right. I am a faithful. And I want to say it was Michael who did that. I'm pretty sure. I'm looking it up. Okay. I I don't want to look anything up because I don't want to be spoiled for the rest of the episodes. But I will say, it takes everything in me not to watch the next episode when I'm done with one. (laughs) I'm enjoying this show so much. More than I really expected to. Um, while you're looking this up, I'll, I'll tell you on the challenge. It was the second part of the reunion, and nothing's worth talking about. But Turbo made a video talking shit to everybody. So that was pretty funny. Did you find out who got eliminated from the traitors? They traitors. to us. Uh, this recap says that they, the episode ends with the traitors' deliberation. So I don't think that we know who they picked. Hmm. I wonder what I saw then. Um, uh, the also apparently, um, Suri, uh, possibly outs Cody as having a previous relationship with Ryan Lochte. Oh, interesting. In like an upcoming episode. I don't know. Okay. I don't really remember that super well, but whatever. Sure. Um, here's what happens in this segment called eight oh eights and updates. Hamoudi and Minchego on a date. You remember them? Do, you re- do, I re- do I remember whom? Hamoudi and Minche. Minche? No. They sometimes call her MJ. Um, so do Will and Daniel. Do you remember them? No, I don't remember. You could tell me any names from this and I wouldn't remember. They go bowling. Hamoudi and Minche and Will and Daniel. Uh, so, Sounds like fun. So, I like bowling. Bowling's are a lot of fun. Somebody named Sam has to leave the house for personal regions, reasons. Do you remember Sam? No. Yeah, I didn't either. Gabby came and was like, hey, Sam's not a part of this anymore. And I said, who? Who? Hamudi and Minche go into the truth base and are not a match, even though they were the most solid couple in the house. Then Cammy announces at the matchup ceremony that Sam's match was Minche. 
which means they'll automatically be a beam because whatever, who gives a shit anymore? Remember, they got three beams basically every week since the beginning. How many beams do you think they got this week? Three. Times three. Nope. Plus three. It's six beams. They got six? They got wow. six beams. Cammy uh, calls it the best week ever. Wrong. This isn't VH1. Yeah, it kind of is. Some Paramount Plus, which has VH1 shows. So it could be. Do you think best week... You're trying to tell me that MTV and VH1 are the same thing? Yeah. Grow up. Yeah, they are, though. Uh, do you think you could find old best week episode... Uh, best week ever episodes on Paramount Plus? They might be on Paramount Plus. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Like, oh, what was happening in 2003? Oh, here's all these comedians that are really famous now. Thomas, what's your... Yeah, what does John Mulaney think about something in 2005? What is your Twitter account? For people to follow, you can follow me at Tom Not Tom. You can follow the show at DYWSLN or on Instagram. We also have an Instagram account. If you want to support us there, it's the only Survivor podcast. And we got that one before Jeff Brooks got his, so that's good. Uh, we have a few shows on Patreon. Thomas, what's a good show on Patreon you want to shout out? Um, Probably. Yeah, just any any one of them. Uh, I'm just trying to think. What's, I'm trying to think of one that we haven't talked about in a while. How about Justin Sink? Mm, Justin Sink is a classic. Uh, Justin Sink is going to run you a cool $20,000 a month. Obviously, 4000 for each member of InSync that we'll talk about. Yeah, standard rates apply. Obviously. Um, we recently booked a photographer for um, our wedding, right? Um so I actually I don't feel bad about charging twenty thousand dollars for a podcast anymore. No, that stuff's expensive. <laughs> Shit's ridiculous. Um, we have a few tiers there on patreon.com slash just podcasts that aren't just in sync, that are other ones that are more affordable. Um, so you can look at those. Most affordable one that we're gonna want to do is called Teal Time. It's a show about um, the Pistons. Thomas, did you think the fans yet? For listening to this podcast. I would love to thank the listeners. Thank you, listeners. But not the fans. If they were fans, they would pay money. Mm. Mm, you hear that? Uh, if you want to pay money, you can, again, go to patreon.com slash justpodcasts. Um, what would people want to write on Apple Podcasts? If they want to leave this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify is corrupt and will not allow me to leave a review. But if I could, I would say I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify wrapped. And I understand that can be maybe a little confusing, that wording, because you can't actually leave a five-star rating on Spotify, and we recommend you do that. Um, you just can't leave an actual review with words, just the number five stars. Um, well... So, 44 is up and running. Um, the Challenge Global Championship happens this week. Um, Have you ever thought about how this is the Barack Obama season of Survivor? I haven't, but I'm glad you said that. They should have gotten Dr. President com to come back for this they one. They should have. Bring him back. Bring him back. It's his time to shine. Um, they'll do that challenge that uh, whoever won... 
in that one season where they go out to a boat and fucking John Cochran is there to tell them how to win, but it's Dr. President this time. Wasn't it, um, uh, what's her name? The crazy lady. <laughs> Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. Didn't Debbie get to go I, on the boat with I Cochran? I believe it was Debbie, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Survivor's a good show, and this one is also a good show. Thanks for listening, um, and we'll talk to you next week with the next episode. Pretty good. Oh, also Amber B. Um, she announced this week on the on the reunion that uh, she's been diagnosed with autism, and uh, apparently a lot of the cast has been giving her shit for it, which is a weird thing to do. That sucks. Yeah, uh, but we have always been Amber B. supporters, and we'll continue to be. And we'll continue to Amber B. We will continue, yeah, continue to Amber B. All right, well, have a great summer. Deuces. I thought that you were going to say that she was announcing that she was pregnant. I was going to be like, she is Amber pregnant. She she did also announce that she's pregnant last week. She did? Yeah. She's Amber pregnant. Yeah. disrupt me from my craft. How dare they? Not this American slice of cheese. Yeah, exactly. Alright, where were we? You were going to tell me about Roland the Bat and all of his siblings? Uh...
smarten up probes. <laughs>